Hey there, Grove ladies. I'm Jordan Johnson, and you're listening to The Grove Podcast. Our episode today is such an important one, and not just because we as women care about this topic deeply, but because it's really a conversation about freedom. Our friend Ansley Yonker connects with her dear friend, Jess Connolly, on us seeing our bodies from the godly perspective listed in Romans 12.1, in view of God's mercy. These ladies have the best conversation around the freedom that gets released in our hearts when we start believing what God has said about our bodies. Our prayer is whether you love everything about the way God made you, or you are struggling daily with this idea, that you can grab hold of this freedom in every area of your life. You'll be so glad you joined in. So let's listen. Jess, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled to be here. The Grove Gals are my favorite gals in the whole world. This space is my favorite space. You are one of my favorite people. It's a huge honor. Oh my goodness, stop. And you're one of my favorite people. I'm so excited we get to have this conversation today um, about body image. Uh, We have been talking about all these different things uh, at The Grove, and Mm. we even ask our women, what are some things you want to talk about on the podcast? And body image was one of the, the top Top things. And so I'm so pumped. Um, I love it because you come around it in such a biblical way. Mm. And I can't wait to hear all the things you're going to share with us. Um, I would love to start off. There's one scripture verse. I um, mean, I love this verse. It comes from Romans 12, 1, one of my favorite verses. And it just says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Um, That comes from Romans 12, and it's just so amazing because it's kind of near the end of Romans, and it's like Paul has talked about so many amazing gospel truths. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we come from death to life. Mm -hmm. Um, God, we've been given everything in Christ, everything. It's, you know, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, we have been given the spirit that gives life. And so I just love that, that going into this this verse, it can be worship um, with our bodies. And so anyway, I'm so excited you're going to talk about that. You've always been about women and their worth from the very Uh beginning. Like I've loved all your books. I've followed all the journey. Um, so up until here and um, even gotten Glory Girl for my kids. I noticed the other day that uh, I bought it when it came out, but my girls were too young to read it. And now they're old enough. And I can't wait. Oh, thank so they get you, to God. read it. So encouraging. So, uh, but your, your most recent book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, is amazing. And I just was wondering, like, how did you get to that revelation specifically coming around the worth and the value um, of body image? Yeah. Such a good question. So for me, this is what the journey looked like. Um, yeah, I I am a God girl. So I met Jesus in a kind of a radical situation when I was 15 and had a true death to life experience. Um, mm-hmm. The day before I met Jesus, if you had asked me, are you a Christian? I would have said, no, absolutely not. I'm going to hell. I had a very clear mm-hmm. sense of eternity, which was wild, um, and a clear sense of like my desire for God or lack thereof. Then met Jesus the very next day, thought, I love scripture. I love the Bible. I can't believe we have access to all this truth. I can't believe there's all this freedom and all this healing and all this hope. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we know the God who created the universe. I can't believe I get to talk to him. I can't believe he talks back. I can't believe I get to talk to the people about him. I was just obsessed with God. And I knew immediately that I wanted to live on mission in some capacity. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me, that looked like in my late teens, my early 20s, I started teaching the Bible. I don't know who thought I 
should have been, te- I shouldn't have been teaching at the time, but people let me t- talk about God. We've all been there. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, maybe they just couldn't stop me. I don't know. No, um, I but that. I knew I wanted to be in ministry the rest of my life. Started teaching, started writing books pretty early on in um, my 20s. And I wanted to talk about every facet of freedom that there was. And so Mm. particularly, God had set me free in all these areas of identity and calling. And I wanted to share that with other women. Mm -hmm. Um, But in my life, I had this one huge caveat. And that was that my body and the way I felt about my body and the way I perceived that God felt about my body— The kingdom and biblical truth didn't get to touch any of that. Mm. And so genuinely for me, I was just in my late 20s, and I started doing the math. And I was like, okay, freedom plus Jesus over here equals healing in this area, this area, this area. But there's this one area where it's just Mm. dark. Um, And what I actually love about that passage in Romans and us starting there is that very first phrase, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy. And I have to say, for me, it was God's mercy that led me to wanting to understand what worship would look like in this mm. realm. Um, what would it really mean to wow. worship God by the way yeah. I saw my body, by the way I moved in my body, by the way I treated and cared for my body? Um, but it all had to be in response to His kindness and His goodness, not His frustration with me. And that's where wow. the pivot away from shame came for me. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And so what do you feel like, what was the spiritual root of the idea of like canceling that shame Mm. um, around your body image? Yeah. It's funny. This is about to be the second time I've referenced math in a few minutes and I'm not a math girl. I want to be clear about that. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you are. (laughs) But do you ever feel like this? I often feel like different passages or different truths in the Bible will add together to equal some revelation for me or like Mm, sometimes like multiply and then there's this exponential truth that I come across. Mm. Um, But for me, like two cornerstone truths that started to add up and and lead to a cancellation of shame, I love how you say that, Mm. um, was number one, Galatians 5, if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. So I started saying that over and over again, if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. And Mm. then asking, well, then why don't I feel free and why don't I live like I'm free? <laughs> yeah. Where? What's the problem there? Where Where are mm-hmm. we missing it? And then the other one was just John 10, that the enemy came to steal and mm-hmm. kill and destroy, but God came, Jesus came to give me abundant life. And so those two ideas, like what would abundant life look like in my body? Mm-hmm. And also what if I if he set me free, if he did the work? Yeah. What do I need to do to live into that and agree with that? And I think um, those two cornerstone truths really helped me start. Um, honestly, for me, mm-hmm. it helped. They helped me. I, I stopped thinking about shame less, mm-hmm. and I started thinking about freedom more. Mm, and good. it's interesting. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, it's interesting. Even the title of the book, "Breaking Free from Body Shame," this is just a fun inside story that's also deeply profound. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wrote it under that title. I didn't write it, the book under that title. I wrote the book to be called Your Body is Good. And I think something around like 97 times in the book, it says your body is good. But when it came time to publish the book, my publishers said, hey, we did a little research and we have some bad news. Women are so disconnected from the idea that their bodies are good. They won't even put their hand on it. it. Yeah. They wouldn't even touch it in a bookstore. 
So they said, we're going to have to call it breaking free from body shame. And I was like, oh, interesting. Body shame is not really a word I use. <laughs> I, like, I know that's a cultural, like, hot topic. Right. But I was actually thinking more about freedom. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I, can you tell us more about your body being good? Mm. Like some of the truths you came around with that? Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about it all day. Yeah. I just <laughs> Because now that I know that, I want to know a little more, you know, yeah. since you weren't even using the term body shame or yeah. Yeah. body image. It was more about your body being good. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and the fun caveat there is not to say that we're not going to have to do some work to, to de-root um, to repair the shame that's mm -hmm. been inflicted on us, right? That that takes intentional work. Mm -hmm. um, but it it is a journey of freedom, which is not a hard freedom, you know? Yeah. And I, I meet women all the time. I actually met a woman this week who said, I know I got to read your book, but I'm just putting it <laughs> off because it's going to be hard for me. And I was like, let's rewrite that narrative. I don't think it's going to be hard. I think you're actually going to love getting set free. I think it's going to be real good for you. Um, right. But anyhow, all that being said, there's so much in God's word about our bodies being good. But let's just go like immediately back to Genesis. Um, so we see this really interesting thing happen in the Hebrew. I know you're a Bible girl and I'm a Bible girl too. We see this really interesting thing happen at creation in the mm -hmm. Hebrew. And it says, God made light and it was good. God made the dark. It was good. God made the animals. It was good. God God made the um, the seas good. God made the vegetation good. Mm -hmm. Then it says he made them in his image. He made man and woman in his image. He made mankind in his image. And we get a language shift, a hard left turn. And we go mm -hmm. from it was good to it was very good. And actually the Hebrew word is muchness good. He made Ooh, them I love muchness that. good, I love that. which I'm just obsessed with. Um, so for me, Really, the work of eradicating shame and stepping into freedom, the very first huge step is going back to the original name that God's given me. Mm -hmm. And the immediate devil's advocate question I find that I always get from women, um, which just, you know, small caveat right here. I don't like to play devil's advocate because I don't like to advocate for Satan. So <laughs> if you're asking a counter question to something oh, God has said or done, maybe don't play devil's advocate because in this situation, that's exactly what we're doing is advocating mm -hmm. for him and he's the father of lies. But that being said, the devil's advocate question I get in response to you're saying God made my body good, but mm -hmm. what about what about what about me? What mm -hmm. about what I've done? What about how I've neglected my body? Mm. What about how I've experienced sickness? What about how I've experienced um, infertility or pain mm. or I'm experiencing disability? W what in the world? Why can I still believe this one label? Um, mm. And my favorite truth that is not all that deeply biblical but is still very spiritual is my favorite piece of freedom in response to that concern is we are just not powerful enough to rewrite what God's named. Mm. We're just not. There, there's so much scripture, Old Testament to New Testament, beginning to end, that continually reminds us we can't undo what he's done. Right. We can't change what he's set in motion. He's just too powerful and he's too good. And so for us, then to me, the shift becomes— how can I treat my body that is very much living under the effects of a fallen world? Um, and it is going to experience pain and weakness mm -hmm. and even suffering. But how can I treat it like it's good? Like it's good. 
That's so good. I'm over here like crying. No one can see me because they're listening, but I'm just, it's so good. It's so true. Like we cannot undo what God has done. He's given us everything we need. Thank you, God. For life and godliness in Christ and equipped us for every good work. And that does not neglect our bodies. Like he's given us a body so that we can, you know, do what he's called us to do, you know, and be who he, he's called us to be, and, and he loves us so much, and oh. he loves our bodies too. And so, yeah, I just, wow, that's so powerful. Thanks for sharing that. I love Absolutely. knowing that, man, I'm going to start calling about that book, that your book, that your, body your body's good. good. Yeah. Yes, I love um, it. No, but even just speaking that over ourselves yeah, um, is just a game changer to shift that mindset of all the things, all the, the little nitpick things, or maybe they're really big, deep things. A hundred percent. But just to speak that truth into it, because it's whatever is being spoken that's not that is a lie, you yes. know? And so, man, I love that. So how do you think um, surrender, I guess, or what's a picture of surrender practically look like for us as women oh. um, to surrender to that truth, to surrender to God and our, our bodies even, because maybe we're holding on or, yeah. I don't know, that's hard. So how do we... Yeah, How do we do that? That's a really good question. And I I am really obsessed with the word surrender lately. So I'm so glad you asked that because I don't know. I, I, I think in my life, I'm such a like get it done girl. I'm such a like movement. Let's figure it out. Let's yep. handle it. And then um, I, I do really find a lot of exhaustion in my life because I perceive that that's God's request of me and it's not. Like a, mm-hmm. a lot of it is he's yeah. just like, I, can you just – Surrender. <laughs> like, can you just come under what I've so already done? It's so hard. It's so for hard. Us. Yeah, it's so hard. Getting convicted. I have two simple ways because, again, since it's it is so difficult for us to just relent. Sometimes, mm-hmm. let's let's make the steps and the process easy. So, <laughs> the first is. It's interesting. You you kind of already touched on it with the nitpicking or um, the way we talk about our bodies. And I have to say the best news I can give most women who would say, what do I do if I actually want to start to live like I'm free? Um, and I would say the great news is this is in your grasp. This is in your reach. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You can live into and come into agreement with what God has said about you in this one cellular way. And it's how you talk about your body. You can decide right now, today. For the rest of my life, lying in the sand, I'm not going to talk negatively about what God has made. I'm not going to talk mm. about my body. It's also, it's 2023. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> most of us, I pray, would never talk negatively about somebody else's body. Yeah. We would never say about our daughters, I hope, in the year of our Lord, 2023, <laughs> that we would not say about a stranger. Right. You know, did you see those arms? Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That hair? Uh, all of it, you know, mm. like, can you believe she looks like that? Why is she always sick? Mm. We would never speak about anyone we love like that because we know they're image bearers of God. So we, right. I pray again, we have learned <laughs> to treat them with dignity and respect and honor and worth. And so I would say to the women of God who want to come into alignment with this kingdom principle, decide right now today, I'm done. It's a, This is a binary switch that I'm flipping. I don't mm. talk negatively about my body. And when I do, because also we sin, right. when I do, I will repent. And I will experience the refreshment that comes from repentance. That's what Acts 3.19 and 20 tells us that we can have. And so when I actually do talk negatively about my body in my head or outside of my mouth, I'll pause and I'll apologize. If someone else has heard me, I'll say, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about what God's made like that. Please forgive me. 
God, please forgive me, and mm. then we'll move on. So that's number one, so the, good. the we can surrender. It's so practical. Too. It's, so, it's practical. so practical. It's so easy. Oh, it's so good. Um, and, it, and it's this is why God is so kind to us, because he's like, let me, let me make it easy for you. Yeah. I'm going to put obedience in your mouth, and you can control your mouth. You can't always oh, control so how you feel. Yeah. You can't control how quickly you grow, but you can control what you say. Oh, and so it's not a fake it till you make it thing. It's not no. like you just say the right words and then magically something happens, but it does start to shift our our thinking. So number one, I would say surrender your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for bonus points, there aren't bonus points in the kingdom, but if there were and you wanted them, <laughs> I would if say- you're like us. <laughs> I would say start to put- life-giving words mm. about your body and your mouth, even sometimes if you don't feel them right. while you're getting dressed for church. This is a good body. Mm. This is a body set apart for the worship of God. As you're doing your makeup, I love this face. When you put on your bathing suit to go play with your kids, this is a body that is ready to love and serve and show up, and she deserves to be here. Um, a lot of times if I'm in an exercise class and I'm and I'm feeling a way about my body, I'll say, this body gets to take up space. This body gets to take up space. This is what God made it for. Yeah. Um, and so that's the number one way we can surrender. I would say the number two way is in that Romans 12 passage again, and it's to submit ourselves through worship to God. And so again, this is not a horrible, hard process. Worship is actually fun for us. <laughs> and amen. Yeah. It's you not, know, yes. you guys know that here yeah. at the Grove. Like worship is actually enjoyable. Our souls it's, were meant to do fun. it. Um, and so I would say in all the other areas of your life, the question women start to come back at me is, with about is like, what about exercise? What about eating healthy? What about going to the doctor? What if I have a complicated body? Um, what if I have a sick body? What if I, again, I'm experiencing a disability, et cetera. Um, and I would say, again, let's go back to that Romans 12. In view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, he's not disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. He's not disappointed in your body. He actually is compassionate toward you. He feels merciful toward your pain. You're yes. his kid. He doesn't want you to feel pain or sickness. And also, he will not waste it in your life. But then worship. Mm-hmm. So I know it sounds simplistic and a little bit over-spiritual, but it also is simple and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Move as worship. Eat as worship. Live as worship. Yep. It's that simple. Wow. And our hearts yeah. know what that means. Yes. You know? It's what we're made to do. It's what we're made yeah. to do. We yeah. know when we're not worshiping, or we know when mm. we're worshiping ourselves, or we know mm. when we're worshiping the idol of beauty, mm. <laughs> you know? And we know when we're doing the antithesis of worship, which yeah. is defaming God. And and we know mm. that Holy Spirit gives us insight about that. Yeah. Oh, man. I just want to stomp, run around a little bit. Come like, on. That's so good. <laughs> um, no, really, though, you're preaching it. Oh, that's so good. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. So I love those are just two very practical, but yet I feel like they're so holy, mm, holy ways. Thank you, um, We can come around that. And how do you think we can take time to separate the idea um, of shame and in- insecurity to then embracing and loving um, how God has uniquely designed us. Yeah. Um, you kind of spoke to that, but maybe more just as a challenge to us um, as women listening. So good. How can we, uh, you know, kind of put down the insecurity and then embrace yeah. all that God has for us and, and, and so uniquely made each one of us? So good. And it's such an important question. Um, it's such an important question. And I want to even just kind of combine the two sides of the question because I would say— 
I, I, I just find a lot of comfort in almost like replacement therapy. The shame will yeah. go away <laughs> when you embrace right. freedom. It, 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 you don't have space in your mind they don't for it. Coexist. They don't coexist. Yeah. Yeah. They don't coexist. And so that's not to say that um, shame doesn't crop up for me. It's not sure. to say that I don't have like a narrative sometimes that'll pop in my head. But my body, my mind, all, all parts, my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my relational life, my rest life, um, my life with the word, my life in community, my missional life, my calling, all of it works better when I live in freedom. So, mm. so it all kind of instinctively knows at this point, like, let's don't do that anymore. <laughs> we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that shame right. narrative. But yeah, so I think how we replace it um, is I think we just get really obsessed with freedom mm -hmm. and get really excited about it. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, breaking free from body shame is, I hope, a narrative that helps people have a more comprehensive look at scripture about what God's word actually says about our bodies. Because unfortunately, even in the church, um, maybe especially in the church, we've had a lot of really mixed messages mm -hmm. about the purpose of our bodies. And especially as women in the church, we've had that. Um, so I hope people are encouraged by, okay, here's a kind of a comprehensive overview of what the Bible says about our bodies. And here are some practical tips to live it out. But really, more than anything, a weird hope I had about breaking free from body shame is that women would feel com confident and compelled to listen to God and to trust their capacity to hear from God. And again, to me, this is so much of like replacing shame with freedom. It comes when we just start to listen to His voice right, and hear Him. It's really about being close. It's about being close. Yeah, just the nearness. Expressed intimacy. Mm. Instead of spending a lot of our energy stressing about what our bodies look like, which again, he, he tells us this in Matthew. He's like, yeah. can you, the birds and the flowers kind of have this figured out. Right. You know, they, they, they're not worried. So you're all so stressed about like mm -hmm. what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. So instead of spending a lot of mental and, and even emotional and spiritual energy yeah. on all of that, I would say, what would it look like to wake up in the morning say, God, what do you have for me in my body today? Where are you at with me in my body today? What are you saying about it? How can I care for this thing that you've made? How can I love it well? And what I love about freedom is that it's never legislated. Mm, it's, it's actual freedom. And so that yeah, is going to look that's great. so different yep. for so many of us. Right. You know? Yeah. For some of us, it's going to be like taking medicine and caring for an illness, mm -hmm. and that's going to be worshiping God. For some of us, it's going to be running marathons. Praise the Lord. For some people, it's going to be resting and, and being more gentle with themselves. Um, for some people, it's going to be eating a really particular diet because their body needs that. For some people, it's going to be like no limits whatsoever in the name of Jesus, which I love. And I do wish I was one of those people. I wish that that's what was good for my body. <laughs> Uh, but it's going to be all of us asking individually, what, is, what does it look like for me to worship God in this good body today? Right. I love that. And I think freedom begets freedom. Like Come on. When you have freedom in one area, yes. it just starts to kind of spill over. Yes. And then also I think, too, when you don't have freedom, you start to see it. it, it, it you can't just have freedom in one. Like you were exactly. saying earlier, you exactly. had freedom in one, but then you didn't really have freedom in this area. Yes. But like once God starts to shed the light in those areas— there's no limit to where nope. it might take you. And so Absolutely. I would love it if you could just 
give us a challenge as we, you know, as we mm. leave, as we end, um, and and pray for us. But yeah. I'm thinking of the woman who is still maybe listening to this, but just yeah. truly thinks this isn't possible for yeah. her, and maybe just how to encourage and pray over and you know breaking those chains and yeah and setting setting her free yeah in Jesus name. Obviously, God does that, but will you just pray? Yeah, I would love that? to. Thank you. Oh, Father, you said that it's for freedom that you set us free. It's for freedom's sake that we even get to experience freedom. It is for freedom that you have set us free. And I pray in the name of Jesus that if there are any parts of our obligation that we're holding on to that we think we need to get free to make you happy or that we think we need to get free to be better or that we need to get free to become more righteous or that we need to get free to become some picture of health according to somebody else, that we would start to notice that and feel your affection and your kindness and your compassion coming toward us in this good truth that you said, it's for freedom that I've set my girls free. That we would really begin to perceive that and understand that and believe it in a new way. God, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that hovered over the waters at creation that you would start to make us wildly uncomfortable with obeying and living into shame. That you would make it feel uncomfortably painful to us and that you would help us to start to see freedom as alluring and as abundant as it is. Help us to start to make moves, small steps, agreements, just even in the way that we speak about our bodies that are truly in alignment and in agreement with what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are going to do through the restoration that you are bringing for eternity. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would be gentle but complete that you would give us insight into what you want us to do and how you want us to worship in view of your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What beautiful revelation that we can worship God with both the care and the surrender of our bodies. This idea that Jesus is honored in this space of our lives might be new to some of us, But let's take those practical steps Jess talked about and try to guard our words this week in order to protect our hearts and help our minds see ourselves as muchness good, just like God sees you. Thank you so much, Jess, for coming to share so candidly about your personal journey and the revelation God has given you around the body being good. To learn more about Jess and to get a hold of her new book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, visit her at JessConnelly.com. And to remain connected with us here at The Grove, follow us on Instagram at PCC underscore The Grove. Lastly, if you enjoy the truth shared here on The Grove podcast, we want to invite you to share this episode with a friend. It continues to help us to achieve our goals of reaching and impacting women everywhere. Well, today has been so good and so special to spend with you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you here next time on The Grove podcast. Podcast.